Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, this is Steve Silver with Silver Screen Videos, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, it's some more Touristic U Chronicles for you. This is Hayden's Mistake, uh, the third Touristic U Chronicle story, part four of that. And, uh, you know, catch you up. Hayden is a. Uh, facing some moral decision-making, moral dilemmas here. He has to uh, displace uh, some natives from their land, and he's not sure if he's okay with doing that. And, and you know, you kind of figure that out the night before. So let's go ahead and just kind of pick up where we left off. Spider poked Hayden Wake later that night. A few of the other soldiers were behind him. They were completely suited up and ready for action. Wakey, wakey! Spider said, while poking Hayden with his gun. What's going on? Hayden said, brushing sleep from his eyes. His head ached from the alcohol. Suit up, Spider said. We have an important mission. Hayden looked around and saw some of the others sleeping. Does Sarge know about this? No one does, Spider said. And it better stay that way, you hear? I thought you said he was cool, one of the other soldiers said. He is. Now quit dawdling and suit up. Hayden complied. Between covering Spider's ass and earning some honor for surviving the Crickshek beast, the others were finally respecting him. He didn't want to lose the respect now. After his mistake back in tech, Hayden was afraid he'd never have their trust. Even Firestorm began speaking with him again. He felt he was finally one of the squad. Hayden didn't want to lose that now. Whatever Spider was planning, it couldn't be too bad. The worst that could happen was dragging ore canisters after Sarge discovered they snuck out for, I don't know, drink or whatever they were doing. Come on, we need to be back at least an hour before sunrise. Sarge is like clockwork. He wakes with the sun. Where are we going, Hayden asked, when he was almost ready to go. That's on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know, Spider said as he let them out of the barracks. 
The moons were still high in the sky. It couldn't have been more than just a few hours since everyone went to bed. The nights on Negromoto were much longer than on Earth, which was nice for people like Hayden who liked to sleep. Spider and the others he was with were supposed to keep watch tonight. Hayden asked about the watch and Spider shrugged it off. He said the Crickshack beast was dead and there weren't any threats in the area, so there wouldn't be any problems. The other teased him for worrying too much and told him it would be fine. Spider said that they left camp during watch all the time. Maybe if they were in a combat zone, it'd be different. But they were stuck on this planet, playing nanny to a bunch of ungrateful aliens. Hayden got the sense that most of the troops were bored half the time and would do anything for a sense of adventure. Hayden understood their point. Most had signed up for the military after hearing about the heroic deeds from the Liberation Wars. They didn't realize that they were going to be sent out more because they needed warm bodies than actual combat. A bored soldier in many ways was more dangerous than one in combat. They became hazards to themselves and their comrades. Hayden heard stories of drinking and picking fights or attempting daredevil stunts. One man figured out how to tie himself to the other side of a transport without the pilot being aware of the hitchhiker. He would hop around the planet, taking impromptu vacations. One day, the quick-release fat latch failed, and while the transport was landing, he was crushed. As long as Spider wasn't doing anything too stupid or dangerous, Hayden didn't fear getting in trouble. It seemed some crazy exploit story was almost essential for becoming part of the group. Tonight would be a chance for Hayden to not only prove himself as a competent soldier, but also that he was one of them. They walked for about two hours before the others began to get nervous. How much further? It ain't far. Hayden pulled up his map display and saw that they were heading in the direction of the village where Hayden had first earned Spider's trust. Hayden wasn't sure why they'd be going to the village, but from the path they were taking, they would be upon it in an hour or so. I don't like this. Something ain't right. Trust me, Spider said. They walked into the night. There were chatters of various night creatures in the trees. There is just as much activity as the night as in the day. They had to be vigilant because the creatures of Negromoto were powerful and fierce. There is even rumors and whisperings that deep in the forest there is beasts as large as hills. Humans would eventually spread to the furthest reaches of the forest, at least when the easily accessible Decran supply ran out. Until then, mining operations stayed in lands inhabited by the tribal Negromodians. Easier to buy off one village at a time than spend time exploring the area that was unknown until humans came. Unlike the Negromodians, humans had a need to explore. They wanted to know what was over the next ridge. The Negromodians were more focused on their community, be it their city or village. Deep forest exploration was few and far between and filled with rumors and conjecture. The few explorers who did venture forth were cost analysis consultants. They would come back with graphs and numbers. The decorant in the deepest woods were expensive to extract. It was rare when a human set out for the purpose of exploration that didn't involve financial gain. When Hayden was a child, he was taught about brave explorers who set out to find new worlds. He had visions of brave men and women who went out to seek the unknown and make it known. The tales of exploring planets and space were part of the reason he joined the military. It wasn't until later that he discovered that every exploration mission was designed to see if a company or another could make a profit. 
Cubans figured out long ago how to scan for planets and other systems. They only sent explorers to see if they could turn a profit from those systems. They were looking for gas giants to mine for Dekrin. Exploration and science were low on the list of priorities for each mission, and profits were the number one mission objective. If a system couldn't make a profit, then there's no point in going there. Even if the wildlife or the native inhabitants would make for an interesting study, science was a tool for more profit. They arrived in a village just when the men were about to question Spider. The oil lamps were out and all the houses were dark. There was no need for security in the Negromodian village, so no one knew of their arrival. It was very quiet, with the sound of the forest behind them. All Hayden could hear was the tromping of their new power armor and the sound of his breath. Spider stopped in the house where Hayden had gotten into trouble. Spider opened the door and went inside. The concept of locks was foreign to Negromodians, even in the giant cities. They were such communal culture that property wasn't so as important as the need to distinguish concepts like yours versus mine. If a villager needed a tool, they would use their neighbors without a second thought. That wasn't to say that there wasn't crime on Negromodo, especially in the cities, and especially when other alien cultures were thrown into the mix, but the concept of crime was considered differently. A thief who took from the community but never gave back was considered rude and a person in need of help. Prison had not even been a word in their vocabulary. If a person caused harm to the community through their actions, they would go through what humans would consider therapy at a mental health clinic. Once a person was fit to rejoin society, they would be allowed to leave. For some, they would never be fit to rejoin society, so mental health clinics acted as sort of a prison to keep them out of the general population. Their justice system was unique, swift, and kept order. Since criminals would be considered a mentally damaged individual, crime prevention was not even a consideration. They had no locks or security systems. Even the concept of a police force was foreign to them. The community gathered together to help the damaged individual. The community gathered together to help the damaged individual. It wouldn't be uncommon for an ordinary citizen to step in to stop a deviant person. However, when humans arrived, everything changed. The ordinary citizen had no power, at least not over someone with the power of the fearsome Turisticu. The house was dark and quiet. They were in the great room. The living area had a wood-burning stove surrounded by maroon couches. The walls were rustic. It reminded him of a cabin he saw in Colorado. A wealthy family had invited them to dinner. They met his father on a hike. They were intrigued to hear about living in Los Angeles and wondered how anyone could live so packed together. Hayden wanted to mention how they didn't have a choice but kept quiet so as not to insult their hosts. Spider panned around the room and looked towards the stairs. A little girl wandered down from the upper floor. She saw the soldiers and ran back screaming, Turisticu! Turisticu! Spider barked to one of the soldiers. Watch the front doors! Make sure no one comes in or out! The two others nodded in compliance and, and ran off. What are we doing here? Hayden said. You'll see, Spider said, and Hayden could almost see a smile through the armor. They went upstairs where the family was in an uproar. They'd all come out of the rooms, eyes still clouded with sleep. The upstairs had another common room with many doors and a crisscross of stairs, making the house three stories. The Negromodians lived in their large extended families. Aunts, uncles, cousins, siblings all lived under the same roof. The houses were large and even larger than the cabin Hayden saw in Colorado. 
Spider lowered his weapon at the family. What are you? Hayden said, and Spider elbowed him out of the way. All you go back to your rooms. We're here on official business. Go back to your rooms and you won't get hurt. The family looked at each other and murmured. They all turned back towards their respective sleeping chambers and filed back into the rooms. Spider scoffed. <laughs> Just like the nigs. Weak and stupid. That's how I'd like him. You'll see, Hayden. Unlike most of our compatriots, I like it here. Now watch the hallway. I have some business to take care of. Hayden signaled his compliance and Spider went into one, one of the rooms. Spider had used Hayden's name. He didn't use Babyface, Noob, Rookie, or any of the derogatory names they were calling him since Planetfall. He's finally getting some respect. Hayden really didn't want to screw up anything with his new standing with the men, even though something didn't really feel right about the situation. He walked up and down the hallway, the floorboards creaked, and he could hear whimpering and sobbing coming from the rooms. Hayden walked towards the room Spider had entered. He decided to listen in to see if he could find out what was going on inside. A pit formed in his stomach. As he leaned closer, a scream erupted from the female, and Spider yelled, You stupid bitch! Hayden kicked open the door and was horrified by what he saw. The blue-haired woman Spider had fondled in the incident days earlier was energy cuffed to her bed. Her clothes were torn and tatter, and Spider was naked. His hand was covered in blood, and the blood trickled from her mouth. Hayden had been a fool. I thought I told you if you make any noise, I'd kill you. Spider pulled out an energy blade and went for the woman. Hayden hit Spider with the butt of his gun and sent him sprawling on the floor. Blood dripped from his brow. The woman screamed again, and Hayden came close to undo her cuffs. She ran from the room crying. The two other soldiers caught her in the hallway. They pushed her back into the room. Hayden whirled around to meet them. Spider! He tried to... The woman crawled towards Hayden, whimpering, Please, help! Hayden only turned his focus for a moment. He thought the worst had passed. One of the soldiers lowered his rifle towards Hayden. A bolt of energy blasted from the rifle. Hayden didn't have his personal shields up because he didn't think he would need them. The energy fried his armor circuitry, rendering him unconscious. The last image burned into his retina was the woman, alone and afraid, her green skin showing through her tattered clothes. All right, that's all we have for tonight. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will talk to you later.